Smart Talk is produced by WITF as part of our mission to deliver relevant, high-quality programming. Support comes from Capital Blue Cross, which shares WITF's commitment to being a trusted resource in our communities. Smart Talk is also supported by UPMC, offering a broad range of cardiac and vascular treatments in our community. More information is available at upmc.com slash centralpaheart. You're listening to Smart Talk on WITF. I'm Scott Lamar. The U.S. is a deeply divided nation politically. Voting and fair elections is an area where Democrats and Republicans disagree the most. A recent Keep Our Republic Muhlenberg College poll bears that polarization out. A majority of Democratic voters view voter suppression as the biggest threat to having a safe, secure, and accurate election in 2022, while most Republicans think voter fraud or the use of mail-in ballots pose a risk. Joining us to break down the results of the poll are Dr. Christopher Bork, director of the Muhlenberg College Institute of Public Opinion, and Mark Menish, co-founder of Keep Our Republic, a nonpartisan national civic education nonprofit. Mr. Menish served as a special assistant to the president, senior director on the National Security Council, and as deputy assistant secretary of the U.S. Treasury in the Clinton administration. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. All right, there's a lot to break down in this poll, but one one that I'd like to start with. 52% of Republicans are not confident in paper ballots. 48% of Republicans are not confident in electronic voting systems. And 80% of Republicans are not confident in mail-in balloting. That includes 62% who say they're not confident at all in mail-in balloting. Now, considering those are the three ways that we vote, that means that roughly half the electorate doesn't believe we can have a fair and accurate election this year. That doesn't bode well for democracy. Mark Mensch, let me start with you. Those were some results of this poll that really jumped out at me. Well, thank you, Scott. Yeah, they jumped out at, at all of us, I think. Um, you know, this is, this is something that uh, is very concerning uh, because one of the great strengths of our country has been uh, the ability to rely on the electoral system and the, the widespread trust that people have had that we have a, a, a fair and effective system. Um, and what's what's concerning is uh, uh, this level of doubt, uh, despite a total lack of evidence that there are problems with either mail-in ballots, there's just no evidence of, of widespread fraud, uh, or problems with with electronic uh, voting systems. So, um, you know, the question is, how do we rebuild that trust? Um, how do we get back to basics and what we've we've all taken for granted in America that our that our election systems work very well? In fact, does this poll help to do that? Or does it just show, I mean, that polarization, does it help to show, you know, when I'm a Republican, I'm looking at this and saying, well, a lot of my fellow Republicans don't think this is going to, uh, that we're going to have a fair election, accurate election. Uh, You know, does it just keep it going? Well, the... I think we we need to know where where public opinion stands in order to to address concerns. uh, so I, I don't think we can we can hide from from these these realities these perceptions of a problem. The question is how do you 
how do you turn the tide? And, and we believe it's imperative for leaders at all levels, national, state, local, to speak up about the integrity of the system uh, that, that, again, has been implemented so successfully. Uh, and, and so that, that's what, what our group, Keep Our Republic, is trying to do as a civic education group, is really remind Americans of ourselves, remind Americans of our success. Um, there are folks out there who are frankly trash-talking our institutions and systems without any evidence. And of course that's gonna have an impact on opinion. Um, and th so this is something we need to try to turn around in our view. Mm -hmm. Chris Boric, that was just one of the uh, results of this poll that uh, really catch your eye. In your opinion, what are the big takeaways from this poll? Yeah, Scott, I, you know, that is one of the big takeaways that you, you just mentioned. Um, among Republicans in the Commonwealth, uh, distrust with, you know, voting processes, institutions, um, you, you basically any of the, the infrastructure and, and elements of our electoral process are, are, are really viewed at viewed very negatively right now. And that's, of course, disconcerting um, and, and worrisome as you think about the health of a democracy and particularly in the Keystone state. So that, that kind of overarching finding, I think, was important to note. Um, I, I think the other kind of some of the specifics are, you know, and, and this aligns with what Mark was just discussing, despite lots and lots of, of um, reviews, audits, uh, investigations, the the presence of widespread fraud has never been found in the Commonwealth, in, in particular in the 2020 election, which we're talking about. Yet considerable portions of the electorate, primarily Republicans, continue to accept that. Um, and that's a challenge. It's such a challenge when, when a perception, which is real among those individuals, doesn't align necessarily with with evidence that's available and and you brought up the question you know before how do you how do you address that and that's it's a much bigger challenge as a public opinion researcher it's you know it's sometimes easy to uh, diagnose the problem, you know, finding the cure is, is a much more challenging endeavor. Well, just to point out uh, what you were talking about, uh, four in 10 voters think there was fraud in the 2020 election, according to the poll, including seven in 10 Republicans, uh, even though that there was no or very little evidence of any uh, widespread uh, fraud across Pennsylvania and across the country. Uh, you know, 70% of Republican voters think that there was that just seems like a tall order to try to change that thinking. You know, I, I think it is. I'll, I'll let Mark, you know, add add to that, Scott. But I think it is a tall order. And one of the things that he mentioned before, I think, is is key to having voices that, that may be at least somewhat trusted by Republicans. We could see that trust even in Republican institutions isn't that high among Republican voters. But to have individuals uh, from uh, that the party from uh, government that um, that are our Republican speak to that, I think, is essential right now. And we see some voices out there. They seem to be the minority voices within the party uh, doing that. And they're often put in very difficult positions. But I think it's essential to try and and build some of the confidence in the in what what actually occurred. Uh, Mark, Menish, as, as Chris just mentioned, uh, the poll shows that Republicans uh, don't have confidence in even institutions led by Republicans. And th that's a bit of a surprise, isn't it? 
Well, it, it, it certainly is. Um, uh, but again, I, I would go back to, to what, what Chris just said. We, it, it, while it's a tall order, what we have to do is engage in dialogue. We have to, uh, you know, mobilize <clears throat> at the local grassroots level, do what America does best. I mean, we, we are, a, we're a nation that doesn't hide things. Um, we, we don't, we don't hide challenges. We, we talk them through if they're problems, we try to fix them, but we do it on the basis of evidence. And when we talk about trust in the system, we're not talking about blind faith. We're talking about trust based on practice, trust based on scientific evidence. And so we just have to keep engaging. I, I, I don't want to be defeatist about this, um, in, in the least, um, I'm optimistic about the American tradition and, and what we can do together as a society, but we've got to, we've got to address these things, talk them through. And that's what our group tries to do. We hold webinars, uh, symposia, town hall meetings at the local level. We did that across Pennsylvania for the last couple of years. We're doing it in several other states and there are other organizations doing that. We're just going to have to double down. The poll showed, and Chris, I'll address this one to you, uh, the poll showed that county election officials are most trusted over the legislature, the governor, and even the courts. Now, I find that kind of ironic in that uh, if there was fraud, that some of it would have had to have occurred, most of it would have had to have occurred on the county level. So even though counties are most trusted... And, you know, on a lot of other issues, it makes sense because the government closest to the people is, is where, the, where the trust is. But uh, there is a lot of irony in that, in that county officials, the poll showed county officials most trusted, Chris. Yeah, it is. It is interesting, Scott. And, you know, when you dig into public opinion, sometimes it doesn't always align that you think, you know, logically with, uh, with the, the situation. Um, and, and indeed, and this is, might be one of those cases we ask in a general frame, you know, do they, you know, they trust county officials and, and on a whole, they're much more trusted than the state level institutions. And that's not uh, abnormal in, in public opinion. We usually do trust things closer to us than those farther away, especially when we associate it with Washington or Harrisburg. Um, but in, in this case, um, I think it might be a little bit as, as well. Generally, they, they trust in their county, they trust. Uh, if you ask about other counties, and we didn't kind of frame it that way, maybe that's where the distrust is. Maybe it's in other parts of the state or in other areas as you dig in. But on on the kind of the aggregate level, um, the counties are viewed as, as a more trusting part of the electoral process. And therefore, you know, I think it's part of the puzzle that, that Mark is talking about uh, of, of building up trust is to, to make sure those institutions have, have clear engagement in their communities are involved and, and, and continuing to build on what, what appears to be one of the more trusted uh, actors, if you will, in the, in the broader electoral system in the state. If you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Christopher Bork, director of the Muhlenberg College Institute of Public Opinion, and Mark Medish, co-founder of Keep Our Republican and Nonpartisan National Civic Education Nonprofit, about the, the latest Keep Our Republic Muhlenberg College poll on voting and elections. A lot of eye-opening uh, results there. So uh, uh, we have a lot, of, a lot to discuss here in the next few minutes. 37% of Republicans think voter fraud and 31% of 
House Republicans believe that the use of mail-in ballots are the greatest threat to having a safe, secure, and accurate election this year in 2022. Now, 57% of Democrats think voter suppression is the biggest threat. You know, when you look at that, <laughs> now, it's just a number of, one of a number of issues, but it looks like uh, the two parties, people in the two parties, are living in alternate realities, Mark. Well, uh, it sure does. Um, and again, this is where we've got to try to bring bring folks together through dialogue. Uh, everyone's not going to agree on everything, uh, but uh, the key is for us to agree on, on principles, um, simple ones like let every eligible voter vote, let every vote get counted, and let the count stand. Um, and, and these are the kinds of American as apple pie principles I think we need to be focusing on. We're in an era of social media where, that we know uh, quickly uh, uh, amplifies and, and, and uh, expands mythology and probably polar, helps polarize the society in ways we've, we've not seen before. Um, so this is something else we're up against. Um, and, and we're all in this together. There, <laughs> This is this is a this is a collective civic uh, challenge uh, that we're all in together, which is is to preserve what's great about our system. And I can't emphasize this enough. It distinguishes America and and the Western democracies from so many countries around the world uh, that have not ha been able to 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 rely on their systems and their institutions. We have, and that's part of what makes us. Uh, so great, so prosperous on so many levels, um, and that—that's what we've—we've got to—we've got to focus on together. Uh, Chris, Republicans really don't like mail-in ballots. I mean, that was one of uh, the areas where uh, Republicans, there was the highest percentage of Republicans that felt strongly about uh, mail-in ballots and the potential for fraud. Um, you know, there were a number of states that before 2020 that voted by mail only, like four or five to begin with. And uh, with the pandemic, uh, the majority of the country uh, was giving that option to voters. Uh, how did that distrust come about? Was it just because of former President Trump saying that uh, it was uh, ripe for fraud? Yeah, it, you know, certainly that's a big part of the 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 puzzle, if you will, Scott. Um, we political scientists, public opinion researchers, have studied the impact of of what we call elite cues, the the messages from those that that the public um, uh, listen to, uh, or at least parts of the public. And you know, President Trump's uh, ability to reach lots of individuals. We know he's very popular among. Uh, se segments of the American electorate and his efforts um, to delegitimize uh, mail ballots, I think, went a long way into changing opinion. It wasn't that long ago. I, you know, it's a little over two years ago in Pennsylvania, where the Republican legislature, as part of a you know a, a electoral uh, reform uh, bill, passed this uh, without a lot of uh, consternation or, or, or anger or, or resentment. Uh, and it wasn't a very controversial, even last year when we were polling on this uh, at the beginning of or actually the beginning of 2020, when we were polling on this, 
it wasn't that big of an issue. The, the concern levels weren't there when we asked similar questions. It, it We saw it magnify and magnify and then explode after the election uh, in terms of, of concern and doubts about mail balloting. And, and I think it is very much tied to the messaging that was, was out there. We're going to uh, go to a couple other questions that are not necessarily related directly with the election, but was the January twenty sixth, uh, twenty the January sixth, twenty twenty one violent uprising at the U.S. Capitol an insurrection, according to the poll, Chris? Well, it, it most Pennsylvanians think so on a whole, but once again, you know, we locate the the deep partisan divides. And when we frame it this way, and this is just asking, was it an insurrection? You know, most Republicans say it was not. And I think that's one of the challenges. Republicans doesn't mean they support the the events that took place, um, but they don't know what to make of it in some ways, how to categorize it and what it actually was. And that's why I think you saw just a few weeks ago as we, we passed the anniversary of January 6th, a lot of Republicans reticent to speak about it, uh, leaders, uh, elected officials, uh, they just kind of ignored it, uh, didn't want to, to speak about it because of the the, the challenge, I think, in, in what to make of it a, a year later. And a lot of that is, has shifted over the year. A lot of other polls nationally have shown Republicans have, have shifted somewhat on the events. But but certainly, you know, for while most Pennsylvanians think it was an, erection, an insurrection, we do see that that. Um, fairly omnipresent uh, polarization as part of the evaluation of this event. Just a couple final questions. You ask about uh, President Biden's uh, job approval and Governor Wolf's job approval. Neither came out very well in the eyes of voters, did they, Chris? No, they didn't. You know, they're both well under water, as we say in in polling, uh, with more Pennsylvanians majority uh, having negative views, um, you know, about about President Biden and, and the governor also in a in a negative situation. And those have re- very much changed, you know, over over the year where President Biden's seen his public standing erode uh, both in Pennsylvania and nationally. And Governor Wolf, who we've you know obviously polled for years, uh, pre-pandemic was actually in a fairly solid, strong position in Pennsylvania. And over the course of uh, the last you know almost two years, we've seen his standing very much erode. And I think that's uh, linked clearly with uh, with the pandemic and public sentiment about where we are as a state and and a lot of the policies that have been put in place. Christopher Bork is director of the Muhlenberg College Institute of Public Opinion and Mark Medish, co-founder of Keep Our Republic. I want to thank both of you for being on the program today. Thank you very much. Thanks, Scott. 